BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care. I've been smoking. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man Yo, needs a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. And today we are joined by our guest, Joshua Strongen, also known as Jace. Hey, everyone. How you doing? Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You want to uh, give our audience a little bit of background about uh, what it is that you do? Yeah. So I'm an illusionist and hypnotist. I perform magic at parties. I specialize in close-up sleight of hand with cards, coins, borrowed objects. I do some mind-reading demonstrations and predictions as well as hypnosis. And I do a hypnosis stage show as well. That's awesome. Wow. What got, what got you started in this? Um, about five years ago now, I was in college at the time. I was mm. back in college at the time. And I didn't know anyone again because I was re-entering and everyone I knew graduated. So Mm. I had to come back and it was kind of a fresh start and I wanted to kind of change things up and be known as someone different since everyone in my area typically goes to a community college. So it's kind of like you're in high school all over again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Being reborn in this way, being able to have like a quote unquote second chance, I decided to take um, take a chance and relearn some of the things I learned when I was very young, like nine from Magic Camp, and then it just worked out and I loved it. And a semester later, I left college and just started doing this, and I've been doing it ever since. You took a passion from when you were a child and just kind of like rebirthed it into something even bigger. Yeah, that's definitely. Really, that's really cool. And I have to say, Matt and I are both really interested in magic illusion and, and oh mechanism too. Yes. Something yeah. that's always interested us. It's uh, <laughs> like, like trying to perform it from time to time, but more, uh, I think we love, we love watching it more, more so. <laughs> I wish we recorded, like uh, we went to Vegas like a couple years back and we both went to a magic shop. And uh, mm-hmm. we were like, we were in our glory, we're there for like an hour, me and him, like looking around, we're like, we're buying shit. We bought <laughs> tricks. And I wish we recorded us being the fucking sad individuals trying to perform these tricks. Because it was probably just like, uh, I would probably cringe watching it today. Yeah. It's so, so the amount of skill and practice that it takes uh, to pull these off well, uh, <laughs> kudos to you. Yeah, honestly. man. I definitely understand it's an art. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes time there are certain things that are harder than others yeah. um, as far as execution of the magic effect goes but i personally think everything comes down to performance as far mm. as being a magician goes because i think anyone can do a magic trick it's very easy to do anyone can do that but if you can get 
your audience to feel something because of that magic trick or like have them see something differently because that magic trick, then it ceases to be a magic trick and it becomes an art form and just magic. That's, that's a, a good perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it provides a much more um, full experience to the audience uh, when, when a performer has that perspective. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that uh, a lot of people initially don't understand that. It's one of the reasons that I also wanted to come on here and just explain that to people because people see magic generally as something like that's fun and, and yeah, it is mm. fun, but it can also have an impact on someone if you present it in the right way. Very true. True. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the real wonder you leave in their mind. I mean, there's a lot of thoughts that you're going to provoke with that, you know, if you do it well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's this new magic effect that I just learned yesterday and performed for the first time for my family yesterday. And um, the ending is just incredible. It's something that um, I'm definitely going to be using and putting in my shows from now on because it is that powerful and in fact it's what mm. i'm going to end every show with oh, wow okay okay and i bet the ending of those tricks like are the satisfying feeling it's got to be so like addicting like it's got to be a drug of its own almost like when you like get that feeling and the, the, watch the awe appear yeah no definitely i mean it, it's like uh it, it feels so good to just be able to have that impact on someone and like you can also see this with other performers you can see this like if you look back at the videos of when robin williams did stand up you can see mm -hmm. like how happy he got when he was performing and got the reaction from people that he got whether it be shock and awe in some mm -hmm. cases in some cases it was just hysterical laughter and people couldn't stop i mean yeah. you could see that how much he loved it and see how and what uh the impact that he had and he realized the impact he had and that's just yeah. like that's just from making people laugh, which is like, well, I think magic of its own. Yeah. And you can argue that's a version of hypnosis on its own. I've heard many comedians say it, you know, it's, it's, you really have them under a spell, you know, it's just that full attention and just being in that moment all together. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's something about it. That's just more than just listening and talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, people who perform on stage like comedians and even especially politicians <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, right they, they all have very uh hypnotic kind of ways of talking and patterns if you analyze their their uh, yeah. speeches and such yeah there, well, yeah there's a team behind it that makes sure that it's tight and fit like that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> now with some of the things that you've been talking about um something that comes to mind is uh I, i'm sure you're familiar with darren brown yep some of the things that he was working on recently like miracle and the push um some some of those uh things that have gone out on netflix i never made the connection until you just said it earlier about making an emotion within the person i didn't realize that that's why i liked a person like darren brown so much with the way that he does things is because it does make you feel something afterwards and it's not just like oh that was a cool thing to see mm. it's it's actually like oh i felt something because of that yeah no definitely darren brown is uh i mean he's very seasoned he's been doing this for years and years every single day of his life so he knows exactly what he's doing and he tailors his whole act towards his audience and people to make them feel what he wants them to feel but not in a forced way he does no. it in a way it's very natural 
a very natural way because he knows that what he's doing is natural and he connects it to the audience so they will be able to feel this feeling in a way that isn't forced because if i were to for example try and tell someone how this makes me feel when i do this it wouldn't have an impact on you because there's no way for me to make you feel how i feel or see the world how i see it but if i can have you see something or feel something completely on your own because of how i'm presenting it again coming down to presentation then that is exactly the goal that i think every magician should strive towards and there's many magicians out there who do this darren brown is just one of them joshua J is another one he was doing i'm not sure if he's still doing his show in new york but he had a show in new york where he was doing that um there's adam wilbur adam wilbur is very good he owns a company out in california and uh he's very good at doing this making having people feel like they've seen more than just magic or that they paid mm. for more than just a magic guy. Yeah, it really is an experience. Yeah, an experience, a moment. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Really awesome. Yeah, and it's funny because you can really tell the difference when it's like somebody's presenting it as that 2D act, like, you know, like how we just wanted to learn a trick. You know, it's just like when it, you can tell when somebody's just treating it like a trick and it's like a, you know, a, a kid's birthday party magician type deal and it's not a full on incorporation of like everything mm -hmm. yeah no i understand that completely yeah. and um yeah i mean you start talking about kids birthday party magicians and that thing is the thing with that is it's hard to have kids feel what you want them to feel to an extent because they're so scatterbrained all the time oh yeah and they yeah. can't focus on one thing <laughs> for too long so yeah. kind of a uh, kids magician kind of has to be like we're going to do this one in one minute and then this one the next minute and this one that's minute. you can't just spend mm -hmm. time on one effect the whole entire time yeah you gotta make things appear and stuff yeah yeah flashy <laughs> yeah flashy definitely. things colorful <laughs> yeah now, now you mentioned some of your concentration is in um like borrowed borrowed items and, and close-up sleight of hand mm -hmm. what what does that entail for any of the listeners that don't um quite know what that means so i perform with playing cards mainly and i'll do things where i'll destroy a card and restore it i'll have a card be lost in the deck completely having the spectator shuffle it and then i'll find it or they will find it oh wow um i'll do things with coins where i'll make them disappear in the spectator's hand or i'll do it where it's in my hand or we'll change the coin completely or we'll deform the coin Huh. Um, I'll do things with uh, silverware. I don't do it with other people's silverware because I don't want to do that to someone <laughs> else's fork or spoon and whatnot. Yeah, you're going to end up with some bills walking out if you uh, go in there and destroy all the cutlery. <laughs> yeah, that's why I always bring my own, but I always uh, make sure it's a good brand, nice and sturdy, so it's not like a fake or gimmicks fork or spoon or right. whatever. Mm. It's completely real and whatnot. And people get to keep all these things at the end of uh, my performance. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. That's a smart idea. Yeah. Well, keepsake. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. I, the, and then it's like, how the fuck did he do this? And they're playing <laughs> with, like, 
Oh, uh, that would drive a person nuts. Well, then they can also <laughs> see, like, look, it's real. You know, there's no trickery to like the the item itself. Mm-hmm. They're down at they're down at the bar at the end of the night, and they're like, I watched a man take this fork and bend it in a circle. <laughs> yeah, right. <It's> mind. <laughs> now, uh, what what kind of venues work best for that kind of stuff? So I do a uh, close up strolling magic, which is perfect for things like cocktail hour for a wedding or any kind of party or a private family party and then i also do a parlor show which is good for i would say depending on if i have a camera or not to project something on like a big screen if i don't have that then i would say it's good for like 50 people okay if i do have that then it's i mean i could do it for like 200 because everyone can still see everything that's going on because of the projector up there right you really want that intimate where they they could see everything then yeah okay yeah i guess because if you like if you have a huge audience and the people all the way at the back and you're just like a tiny little speck but and then you're doing stuff in your hands too that that would make it kind of difficult yeah definitely Mm kind of gets lost again we go back to the experience you want to make sure that those people are are getting the full impact of it yeah yeah yeah. i mean i want them to be able to get the full impact and i want them to get their money's worth also because i mean if i'm doing this in a theater they're paying individually and it's not like a, a holiday party or something then i want them to be able to feel like they're getting just the same experience as the people who are in the front yeah absolutely and it's great on you to think of that kind of stuff yeah, no, I mean, I, I always think of my clients because um, I, I think of how I would want to be treated if, the, if I were them and what experience I would want out of whoever I would be booking. Right. Mm. Uh, has there been like a favorite uh, place that you've done so far, like a notable show that you're like, this is like, that was awesome? <laughs> um, I did a few years ago perform at webster hall that was pretty fun oh wow oh, wow man! i performed for a holiday party at webster hall in the city that's pretty notable that's pretty cool yeah that was a good time uh, i performed at country clubs um that was, that's always a good time to do just because um i got started in table magic at restaurants so okay. that's what i'm best at what i'm used to so i would go around to tables after people order their food uh, introduce myself ask them if they want to see some magic and if they do awesome then i go for it and if not then i just tell them to have a nice day and i mean that's probably where i'm most comfortable just because again it's how i started out see i i tried doing that for a while but every time i walked up and said want, want to see me make your whiskey disappear people just uh <laughs> they just told me to leave <laughs> you gotta buy them one for us that's why yeah that, that's where <laughs> i was going wrong with it good point that that's pretty cool though. Uh, in terms of like, that's something that I hadn't considered. Like, with a, say like a wedding or something, that would be a really cool thing. Uh, like, if I went to a wedding and like all of a sudden someone wa- wandered up to the table and was like, "Hey, you want you want to see some tricks?" I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I want to see some tricks." <laughs> Let's do yeah, it. I, I mean, um, weddings are a lot of fun to do. I have a specialized wedding set that I do oh, wow. for the bride and groom. That's maybe fifteen minutes long. Um. And it's just, it's a beautiful, gorgeous set that really just ties the whole entire day together. Okay. That's cool. So you kind of like work a theme to where it is, where you're at, sort of? 
Uh, I try to, depending on what it is. I try to work something in there. It's, it's cool. That's a, it's a lot like comedy, it sounds like. Yeah, no, they both have a lot of things in common. I mean, with comedy, you have to tailor it. So it's you start, um, you can either start big or start or like rise up. And magic is kind of the same way where I like to do either one of those two. I have two versions where I'll start low and then I'll get it'll get more amazing as time goes on until it gets to the climax and then it'll go down a little bit until it kind of comes down to a res- nice easy resolution. And I have one where I start off really strong where it's just like, bam. And then there's another one, bam, bam, bam. It takes time. I, yep. But um, there are different ways to do it. Just like a comedian te- can tailor their show to something like where they do it in short little stories and mm-hmm. that aren't connected or they can do one big long kind of theme where it's all connected in the end yeah that's i, I never realized like uh, you're you're our first um person from like the magic and, and illusion world that we've talked to and, and but we've always been interested in comedy so it's cool to see the parallels mm-hmm. between those kinds of performances and and the juxtapositions in, in certain yeah. cases Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I have a lot of respect for comedians because I don't know how they do what they do. I can't stand up stage and tell jokes for like a prolonged period of time. I don't even like being on stage that much, to be honest. It's not my thing. I get a mm-hmm. little freaked out beforehand. <laughs> I, I could I could understand. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of eyes on you. It seems like the yeah. interpersonal stuff might be uh, more where where you feel at home. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it takes it away from spotlight to where you're including people in it. It's a group thing, yeah. More like yeah. a conversation, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I saw that throughout some of between the um, the documentary that was uh, done on you uh, from SUNY New Pulse um, yes. and some, some of the stuff in your demo reel that it looks like uh, hypnosis is also something that you specialize in. Yeah, so I've been doing hypnosis for a little over a year now. And pretty much, I took a break from learning any new magic for that one year. Oh, wow. Just because I wanted to refine uh, hypnosis as much as possible for one year and get a very clear understanding of what it is and what it isn't and how to perform it. And I feel like over this year of just studying nonstop, I definitely was able to achieve that. And it's just something that is so completely incredible and beyond beyond amazing because it really is like a real superpower. <laughs> I can imagine like the first time you pulled it off, was it like fucking insane? You were like, oh my God, <laughs> it works. Yeah, it was crazy. And I, cu- I couldn't... Um, I couldn't show that it was the, like the excitement on my face because I don't want people, I didn't mm. want people to know that it was my first time doing it. Yeah. And um, I mean, afterwards I told them, but I didn't want people to know that it was my first time doing it during it. And I didn't want people to kind of if, think if this is the first time doing it, then how does he know what he's doing type deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank so, you till you make it, right? Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh Yeah. Man, that's wild. 
Oh no, it's incredible. And I mean, once it happened, I was, I was so excited and I just spent a good, I would say about an hour just performing with these two people. I could have performed with all of these people. There were four of them, but then I wouldn't have had an audience. Yep. Right. Can't, can't hypnotize the whole crowd. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the typical things that you would do when you hypnotize somebody? So when I hypnotize someone, I'll usually um, have the person or people forget a number. Okay. They'll either, oh, wow. they'll either stop right before the number because they can't remember it or, or they will skip right over it. Huh. And so I'll have them count their fingers on their hands. So they'll count like one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. <laughs> oh, you got 11 Whoa. fingers now. <laughs> yeah. <Whoa. laughs> that's freaky. And um, sometimes they'll be like, yeah, that's right. Or sometimes they'll say something like, no, I don't have 11 <laughs> fingers. And they'll count again and they'll still be 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah, no, I mean, it's incredible. I love it. it. And can this be done to anyone? Does it have to be, like, someone in particular in terms of, like, suggestibility and stuff? So, there, as far as entertainment hypnosis goes, because I'm on stage or I'm doing stuff close up, I only have a certain amount of time I can get someone into hypnosis. Mm -hmm. I don't have for uh, like a clinical type setting where I ha could spend 45 minutes trying to get someone into trance. Right. If I, I don't, I have to do it in like maybe at the most I have three to five minutes, maybe. Okay. So I have to do it really fast. So I do um, suggestibility tests beforehand to see who would be the best people to do this with. Okay. And then afterwards, um, I use those people and put them into hypnosis typically. With that said, everyone can go into hypnosis. It's just a matter of time, method, and also it, we go into trance like every single day of our lives. The average person goes in and out of hypnosis, which is just a trance state, seven times. I feel like I get it driving a lot. Yes, <laughs> if, driving, if it does yeah. happen to me, that's when yeah. it happens. Driving is a big one because it's trance occurs when you're driving, when you make all the correct turns without even thinking about it. And then you're, you end up at the destination that you want to be at, or you maybe miss the exit that you're supposed to get off on the highway. Yep. So that's a trance state. A lot of times I'll, I'll feel it like coming home from work on like, you know, the fifth day of doing that same drive. I'll be yeah. like, oh, wow, I'm already home. I don't really remember, remember the last the 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, the, the 15 minute drive home or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, so what's going on there is your conscious mind is going to rest and your subconscious is taking over because your subconscious knows how to do this already. So your conscious mind doesn't really need to be present there. So it kind of just takes a back seat for it's the like, moment. I'm good. You got this. You got this. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You got this. I don't need to be here. And then <laughs> if there were to be something that happened, like there would be a car to stop short, then your conscious mind would wake up and you would immediately hit the brake. Wow. That's wild. And, and I'd hope it'd be a quick wake up too. In that, in that case. Yeah, it would. Because <laughs> you're actually more <laughs> alert in hypnosis than you are in uh 
conscious state. Oh wow! Really? Is that does that have anything to do with when people talk about like flow state or anything? That's probably like a trance-like state. I would almost guess then. Where oh, a, you know, a bit, yeah. I mean, so think of the conscious mind as a shotgun. So you can so you have a wider spread and wider array of things that you can hit. But think of the subconscious when you're in a trance state as a rifle. So you can hit things individually with very precise accuracy. So it's huh. a lot easier to um, and to focus in a trance state when you're in hypnosis and be able to achieve what you want. Like if you want to say get rid of your phobias or whatnot. It's a lot easier to do that in hypnosis than it is in a conscious state. Okay. Wow. That's wow. Yeah, that, yeah. that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's And it's weird to think that our brain sort of has two settings that are flipping back and forth on each other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, our, our brains are incredible. We don't even, we know a lot more than we did know, but I think there is so much more potential in that than we think we have or mm-hmm. than we than we even know. I, I can definitely see that being true. Yeah, yeah. Now, in terms of suggestibility tests, is there a way to find out whether or not Matt or I are more more suggestible? Yeah, definitely. There's one. Yeah, we can try some if you want. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. <laughs> right. I, I I feel like I have a strong willpower, but I'm gonna mm. like let that all go. Yep. We'll see. Be as cooperative as possible, unlike I have been through most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Um, so your listeners can try this also. The only thing I say is that if you're driving, you should probably pause the video uh, okay. or uh, the audio because I don't want them to go into trance while they are driving. Good call. Me, because yeah. that pull would the be fuck bad. over, people, right now. <laughs> pull the fuck over. We're not liable for what you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not going to be the one who's liable if you get an right. accent or something. Um, <laughs> so, as long as you're not driving or doing operating heavy machinery stuff like that, then mm-hmm. feel free to go ahead and do this. Just it'd be best if you're doing this where you're just sitting stationary, <laughs> sitting still. You can do the standing if you want, but I mean, sitting's always more comfortable anyway. Mm-hmm. So I want you guys to do me a favor and hold your hands out in front of you with your palms facing one another. T- touching or just a little bit away from each other? Uh, just a bit away from each other and then bring them together and touch them. And then interlock your fingers. Okay. Yep. And grip your hands just like that. That's perfect. Yep, fairly firm, not too tight, but fairly firm. And then extend your uh, index fingers. Good. And keep it so there's a little space in between there, not too much, but a bit. Just like that. That's perfect. And hold it so your hands are right in front of your face. And I want you to just look at the very tip of your fingers where there's the space right in front of your fingers. And so to go into a trance state, you need to be able to focus and relax. So we have the part down where we are focusing right on that spot. We need to be able to relax. So on three, you're going to take a deep relaxing breath in through your nose and out your mouth. One, two, three. And out. 
And again, one, two, three. And out. Good. And keep taking these nice, relaxing, cleansing breaths and focus on that point. And I want you to use your imagination and imagine that there are magnets on the ends of your fingers. And every time you hear this sound right here, those magnets get 10 times stronger. Bring your fingers closer and closer together. Really focus on this and visualize it. And every time I snap, those magnets get 10 times stronger. Bring your fingers closer and closer together. If you feel like your fingers want to come together, you can just let them. You don't have to fight it. You're doing a great job. Allow every sound you hear, every word I say, every breath you take to relax you more and more and more and help you focus more and more and more. And once they come together and touch, just close your eyes. You're doing a great job. Really focus on this and visualize it. If your fingers aren't touching now, just let them touch. You're doing a great job. And once they, they touch, just close your eyes. Because now I want you to imagine that not only are your fingers magnetized, but your hands are completely magnetized as well. And every time I snap, that magnetism gets 10 times stronger. Every time I snap, allow that magnetism in your hands to get 10 times stronger. You may find this easy to do, or you may find this effortless. Just allow every sound you hear, every word I say, and every breath you take relax you more and more and more. Because now, not only are your hands completely magnetized, but they are also glued together with the strongest crazy glue in the world really focus on this and visualize it really use your imagination and creativity every time i snap that glue becomes 10 times stronger you're doing a great job don't try yet but if you were to try and take your hands apart you wouldn't be able to because the reality is they are completely magnetized and they are completely glued really focus on this and visualize it because I know you feel relaxed. And the deeper you go into this feeling, the better you'll feel. And the better you feel, the deeper you go, allowing this feeling to spread throughout your whole body with every sound you hear, every word I say, and every breath you take. Because now, not only are your hands completely magnetized and glued, but they're welded together. They're one big, solid, welded ball of steel. Really visualize this, focus on this, and make this become your reality. And every time I snap, that welding becomes 10 times stronger. Really focus on this and visualize it. This may happen five seconds from now, or it may happen now. Doing a great job. Really focus on this and visualize it allowed to become your reality. On three, you're going to try and take your hands apart. The more you try, the more they're going to be stuck. So the reality is they are completely magnetized. They are completely glued. And they are completely welded. One. Two. Deep breath in. Three. Did it work for me? 
<laughs> I was in a trance for a minute. Like you had me with the magnets. Yeah. I was, I was like, I was oh getting... shit, this is weird. And I think I snapped myself out of that for a minute. I think it's also part of having headphones on and being very aware of the fact that we're being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, like for a second, I was like, all right, this is getting weird. My fingers, I couldn't pull my fingers apart. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, and mine, was, it, it felt locked until I like sort of opened my eyes at the end. Yes. So just for your audience members, because some people might have their hands stuck still right now. So just for them right now, um, when I snap my fingers again, your hands are going to be completely free and completely unlocked. Deep breath in on three, one, two, three, and there we go. Yeah, we don't want to leave anyone locked together. Imagine. <laughs> that would suck. It, they would eventually come out of it because mm-hmm. there's no report of anyone ever being stuck in hypnosis. Okay. In the history of ever. Okay, good. I always wondered about that. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. there's no there's no case of anyone ever being stuck in hypnosis because hypnosis is a natural phenomenon. I mean, because we go in and out of it every day, we would eventually come out of it. If I were to hypnotize hmm. someone and leave them in uh, a hypnotic sleep state, they would come out of it at some point, even if I were to just walk away. So it's not like the whole idea of, you know, a secret agent spy who's been hypnotized and with the snap of a finger or ring of a bell, they, you know, jump into <laughs> action or whatever. Because they've I, been mean, I, I mean, if you're talking about sleep rations and stuff, then yeah, that stuff is very real. Oh, I mean, wow. Really? That, stuff, that stuff could be very possible. Yeah, because um, when I do hypnosis for clinical purposes, I do it for things to erase traumas from people's past or help them cope with it rather. So, I mean, if I'm able to do that, then I, I think people are very programmable. Okay. I'm just doing it in a positive kind of way. Which is probably the only way you should do it. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely the only way you should do it. I mean, other, I think, agencies may use it for other purposes, but... <laughs> Good point. <laughs> well, I do, I do have to say, I do feel a little bit more like almost relaxed. In, in yeah. a way, it did feel like a bit of a meditation. Mm. Yeah, so it's a little exercise. bit like like a meditation, but hypnosis, I feel, is deeper because meditation, you're typically just doing it yourself. Self-reflection, hip- yeah. Yeah, whereas hypnosis is you're training yourself to first be able to get there and then someone's there to help you get even deeper than that. Mm. Yeah. You need that guidance almost to really get to the deepest state. Yeah. And yeah. meditation kind of teaches you how to um, have everything just leave your body, whereas hypnosis teaches you kind of to have things both – because with meditation, I feel like you kind of – it's be, to relax so you – lose kind of everything that's going on around you don't pay attention to it whereas yep. hypnosis is you're more aware okay hmm. it's sort of waking the subconscious yeah <laughs> that's 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 really interesting if uh anyone any one of our listeners uh you know that was listening to this uh ended up going into a trance and you know please write on our, our uh, american psycho facebook group i want to hear what your experiences were um, yeah. as, you, as you listen to this, uh, I, I'd 
I'd be really interested because I'm almost thinking it because listening to podcasts sometimes too, I end up uh, getting into sort of a like maybe meditative or trance like mm. state where it's just like, oh shit, I've been listening to this for 10, 15 minutes, but I don't really remember what yeah. they said. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. I get that all the time, especially with like, like, like you were talking about driving. That happens to me all the time when I'm driving. Yeah. When I'm driving, mm. I never even realized like I've been driving this long or I'm yeah. it or whatnot sometimes has to kick in for me to realize that oh i'm already have to make this turn yep, yep. yeah yeah those exits will sneak up on it <laughs> <laughs> now i i wanted to ask you about your uh your website name is i hate wands yeah <laughs> you really you hate them that much <laughs> so there was this guy i don't remember what his name was now but he had a show called i hate rabbits and he was a magician so it was kind of easy to decipher why he would pick that name and whatnot. He's mm-hmm. not the typical kind of magician. And I was started thinking about that, and I said, well, I can't use that because he's using that for his show. Right. So I decided to come up with I Hate Wands. And um, it's just because I don't really do kids' parties, and I'm not a magician who's going to be doing – the kind of usual hokey magic that you mm. see or like um for lack of a better term i guess um grandpa's magic <laughs> okay you mean there's not going to be an ag- ag- abracadabra no <laughs> really <laughs> oh alec exams huh no all out damn it <laughs> <laughs> no i i like the name i think it's funny i, I hate wands <laughs> yeah i mean everyone i run into seems to think it's really funny and like uh they instantly get it the second mm. that um, they see it on my card and whatnot. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's marketing technique as well. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, definitely. And you have some more examples of uh, hypnosis on your YouTube channel, I believe, right? Uh, yes. Last year I did my... So technically the first show, we, the hypnosis show we were talking about, that technically was my first show but I didn't get it on my phone or anything because I was so in the moment and didn't want to break that concentration. Right. But the second show I did with hypnosis is on my website or oh, not on my nice. website. It's on, it's on, um, it's on YouTube. Nice. Okay. Okay. And um, you can see that for free. It's like 40 minutes, something like that. And then there's going to be a new video of magic or hypnosis uh, two times a month now. Oh, no. Nice. Oh, wow. On my YouTube channel. So that's going to be a regular thing to try and keep up because I feel if I were to do four videos a month, one for each week, it would just be too much and overkill for myself. Mm. Because, yeah. I mean, I do have other things to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And a lot goes into production, man. People, oh, yeah. Even if it's a five minute video, it's like a lot of work goes into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to sit in, my, in front of my computer for a few good hours just to get that five minutes video. I mean, I'm yeah. got better at it, so I can yeah. cut it down to maybe an hour, hour and a half of just production time. Mm-hmm. But uh, it still takes time and it's yeah. work. Oh yeah, and you're yeah. on uh, I Hate Wands on YouTube, right? Yes. Okay. Keep and do flash. you generally like shoot and edit and do that kind of stuff yourself? So I usually have someone else shoot the video. Um, I usually have a friend who knows how to shoot magic or is familiar with it or someone that um, I trust enough to be able to do it. There's nice. someone new that I met who I've been 
teaching how to shoot magic lately, and he's been doing a good job. You'll see some of his work in the, the next video on my YouTube channel. Okay. And um, he's been doing a good job as far as the editing and everything. That's all me. And it's, it's, uh, it's been a little bit of a journey learning uh, some new programs. What, what program are you using? Uh, I just started using uh, DaVinci. Oh, wow. okay. Okay. And uh, I like it. I like it. It's a, it's a good program, but it does, my computer does overheat a little bit every now and then. Oh, so yeah. I need mm -hmm. to uh, invest in a laptop fan so my oh, yeah. I can do this a little more so my computer doesn't overheat and like black out. <laughs> right. Yeah, you definitely don't want that, man. <laughs> Your Instagram is I hate ones as well, right? Yes. Um, where else can the people get at you? Uh, people can find me at IHateWands.com. It's my website. They can also find me on Facebook, I Hate Wands, and awesome. uh, Twitter, I Hate Wands. Ah, very smart man. He kept Good it branding. equal across the board. I, like <laughs> I also um, have uh, Instagram for my clinical hypnosis on Instagram, and I have one on Facebook as well. Both are hypnosis for change all one word and is that all in person that you do that or can you conduct that over like a skype call i can do that over a skype call i can or i can do it over a phone ah that makes it convenient nice 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 that's awesome well thank you so much for coming on josh it's been a lot of fun man and uh, we're looking forward to seeing the content that you create in the future yeah no i mean uh, i'm excited to show everyone and uh hear back from you guys about what you think about it as well oh yeah we'll, we'll be watching man We'll be oh, pushing yeah. that out on all of our uh, social for you. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you want to check out our social media, get at us on Facebook at American Slacker Podcast, where you can find the American Slackers group, where all the other slackers are. Also, check out Instagram, American Slacker Podcast. You'll find us there and ASPodcast.com. You can also find us over on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. Uh, just search American Slacker Podcast. Rate and review us on iTunes, and please tell a friend about the show. And if you want to send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Spotify. You can find the show and the playlist with all the artists that we featured on the show and had on the show. American Slacker Podcast, you'll find us there. Don't forget, you can also support the show at our Patreon, patreon.com slash American Slacker Podcast. Tons of rewards up there and all kinds of good stuff, so go check it out. Josh, again, thank you for coming on. Everyone be sure to go check out his stuff on YouTube, Instagram, anywhere you can get at him. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It was a real pleasure. Ah, pleasure's ours, man. Anytime. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us. And uh, we love each and every one of you. Until next time, that's it. There you go.